Hey everybody, welcome back to the Take Control Podcast. You got Brandy here. Hi, Daria. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a little under the weather. (laughs) So, we got a pretty short show for you guys this week. Um, Very random. Yeah, a lot of random topics. (laughs) Social media has been kind of dead this week. So, hmm. how was MJ's party? It was great. Um, well, it wasn't great. Um, <laughs> it was it was cool. The kids enjoyed themselves. We were there for like over three hours. Um, but the staff were so shitty. Like, they gave you these party hosts that are supposed to take control of the party and pretty much didn't. Um, and me being me <laughs> of course I had to talk my shit and I had an issue with the whole the whole staff because they weren't doing their job so that was the only downfall but um, the kids enjoyed themselves they didn't notice so yeah whatever my weekend's been okay I think that my dog broke her leg so that shows how good my parenting skills are <laughs> but um no, she didn't break her leg, but she definitely did something, and I had to take her to the vet. So, other than that, I just been trying to relax because we got a busy week coming up, and my Don't week last week was crazy. So I was just like, I just want to rest. So yeah, I haven't been doing much of anything. Um, we do not have any listener questions this week, so. Before we jump right into the topic, don't forget to follow our social media. Our Instagram is Take Control Podcast. The Twitter is Take Control Pod. Our Facebook group is Take Control Podcast. And you can email listener questions and feedback to Take Control Podcast at gmail.com. So, first thing, I was listening to the Friend Zone podcast last week and the discussion was about apology language. So I put a question on my story asking the viewers if they knew what their apology language was. And majority of the people, it was like 78% said they didn't know what their apology language was. Mm -hmm. So do you know what your apology language is? Yes. Um, I took the test. And my highest one was make restitution. Um, and then after that, it was expressing regret. So those are my two highest. Mm-hmm. But my my main one was making restitution. Which when I read when I read it, it was so True. it was yeah facts. So the different <clears throat> um, languages for apologizing. Accept responsibility, expressing regret, make restitution, genuinely repent, and request forgiveness. Um, I'm not going to go into the details of each, but if you guys are interested in learning more about it, just send me a DM and I will send you the link. I took the test and my top one... We can go into details about ours. We could. Let's do that. Yeah. So my top one was accept responsibility mm-hmm. which I already knew that that was my apology language but I didn't know that there was a such thing as 
apology language. I didn't, mm-hmm. didn't know it existed. So for me, um, I'm not, I don't really care too much for someone to physically say, or I'm sorry. Like, I'm okay with somebody verbally saying I apologize, but I need you to own up to what you did. Um, I need people to take accountability. So that's why mine is accepting responsibility. Um, The definition, when I read it, it says, this apology language requires the person apologizing to admit they were wrong and accept responsibility for their wrongdoing. This can be difficult for us to do as it is challenging to admit to your mistakes, especially if those mistakes have caused pain to someone else. However, if this is your apology language, you are looking for a genuine apology that accepts responsibility and does not attempt to make excuses or justification. And for me, that is spot on. I definitely need, if I feel like someone has done me wrong, I definitely need them to take accountability for what they did, um, even if they don't necessarily feel like they did something wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, So mine, Make Restitution, says this apology language requires justification or explanation for the person's wrongdoing. If this is your apology language, you want to hear from your partner that they still love you even after feeling hurt. There are many ways to make restitution, especially if we look at the five love languages. To feel loved after an apology, your partner must meet your love language to make restitution. Um, Essentially, you're looking for assurance that your partner still cares and is attempting to assure you by meeting your needs in the ways that are most important to you. So that is definitely, definitely me because... I'm not really big on you saying I'm sorry. Sometimes it's great to hear that because I know that my my love language is um, words of affirmation. So I need to hear the words. But also when you do something wrong, I need you to know that you have to put some action behind that. Like you, you need to tell me you're sorry. You need to explain yourself. I need to know that you understand what you did wrong and I need you to reassure that you're going to do what's necessary to not make the same mistake. Which I feel like it's all you always have to back up your words with action. So, yeah. I feel like I kind of feel like all of these kind of tie hand in hand because I feel like you know, we often hear um the best apology is change behavior. And I feel like that kind of just ties into all five of these, mm-hmm. you know, if you're acknowledging, you regret it, you know, you're genuinely um, sorry about it and you're wanting forgiveness. I feel like all of that leads up to someone changing their behavior, hopefully. So I think, I like I said, I think it's very interesting because we always talk about on the show, we've mentioned the five love languages before and it's like you feel like you love somebody, but are you loving them the way that they receive love? Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to also know how a person understands an apology because people have, you know, trouble in their relationships all the time. But if you're apologizing, mm-hmm. but I'm not receiving it because that's not how I, you know, that's not my language, it's not going to work. You know what I mean? So right. I think it's interesting. I feel like everyone, definitely, if you're in a relationship or dating, you should take a look into this and take the test. Take because this what and you, the love language test. Yeah, because what you think 
may be your apology language or your love language could actually be wrong. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. It was interesting. Like I said, the conversation came from the friend zone podcast. Um, I think it was their most recent episode. If you guys want to check it out and her um, friend, her example was coming from a business situation that happened with somebody. Mm -hmm. So it was pretty interesting. Like I said, if you guys want to take the test or read up on it, just send me a DM and I will send you guys the link. What's the next thing we... Oh. <laughs> so, how do we feel about Fab getting charged with four felonies for the fight that he had with Emily? And we've seen today that her dad has agreed to testify on his behalf if it does go to trial. I feel like he got what he deserved, honestly. And I, I really wish Emily would stop sticking by him, but we know that it's not always that easy. Yeah. But if he did it, he did it. You have to get what you deserve. Like you, uh, hopefully he learns from this. Yeah. But because at the at the end of the day, you have kids to think about. So I don't know. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think the energy has to be kept across the board with everybody. You know, if we are upset at Bill Cosby, we got to be upset at Nas. If we're upset at Harvey Weinstein, we got to be upset about these rappers that are abusing their girlfriends or these athletes that are abusing their girlfriends. It got to be the same energy across the board. So I do feel like um, the charges are valid and justified for what he did but at the same time i feel like if the victim doesn't press charges i feel like the state shouldn't be able to press charges um or to seek indictment because if she's not willing to press charges against him what's the point you know what i mean mm -hmm. but i guess it's kind of like we're gonna force you into it at this point right like and it's kind of understandable to an extent the whole thing with her dad, what is the, I don't understand him wanting to testify on his behalf. Like, I understand couples go through it and y'all fight and we always want to leave our family out of it. But if this was my child and you beat my daughter up mm -hmm. and uh, supposedly knocked out her front teeth, I'm not testifying on your behalf. At all. Like, that's basically giving him permission to do it again. Yeah, and Emily shouldn't even expect her dad to do that. Yeah. Uh, it's it's an unfortunate situation. Um, and be, and like we said before when we were talking about the football player, I mean, if he's doing that to her, ain't no telling what he's capable of doing to the kids. So mm -hmm. it's like, I understand you don't want to put your baby dad in jail or whatever the case may be, but we talking about your safety. So I don't know. Like I said before, prayers to them. Um <laughs> <laughs> I have no words. <laughs> <laughs> I just I leave, girl. Crazy. <laughs> oh, Amber Rose. You know I'm so sick of her. <laughs> I'm so sick of her. Like, I don't know if I'm just sick of her or if I'm jealous because she done had like <laughs> ten niggas in the past two months. <laughs> <laughs> But no, seriously, I put this on here because um, there was a post going around of her saying that she lets her son cuss in home only. And the only word that he is not allowed to say is the N word. 
and she feels like him cussing is a form of expression. Which, I mean, if that's how you want to raise your child, kudos to you, but I'm not raising my children to be that way. But also, I thought about, well, I mean, shit, I cuss a lot. And even though I'm not intentionally like, yeah, you can say this, they're picking that up. Yeah. So, am I any better? (laughs) I don't know, but I I just think that you telling your child, yeah, it's okay to cut, I don't think that's right. I don't think you should teach your child to be like that. First of all, I didn't know the new guy with the matching haircut was a new nigga. It's a whole new nigga. (laughs) A whole new one. But, like I said, judgment-free zone. So, do your thing, girl. Um, As far as the cussing... With the kid, when I first read it, I'm like, "Mm, that's not a good idea. I don't agree with it, which I still don't agree with it. But it goes back to what you said. They're going to cuss anyway. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Whether we tell them to do it or not to do it. If she feels like it's a way to express himself, who am I to tell her otherwise? Right. Um, She did say that he knows not to cuss when he's at school, I believe. I don't know how true that is. He, he ain't probably, listen. Uh, You know, I wonder, because if he feels like it's okay to cuss in front of his parents, why would he feel any different about a teacher? Mm-hmm. Um, But, you know, what you do in your home is your business. I Like I said, I wouldn't necessarily be like, oh, yeah, it's okay to say fuck this shit. Like... <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then I feel like you're saying that he can't say the n word. There's worse cuss words than that to me. Yeah. So why why that one ex- exception? Like, yeah, might as well let him do it all. Like Shit. I understand, like the cuss words you hear on TV. Like, damn, um, I think you hear ass. They well, they bitch. say everything. They on, say on bitch TV on there now. Too. You know, but that's what I'm saying. Like, you got a little five year old kid running around like bitch. Like, <laughs> That's crazy. Like, I don't know. I I really don't know. Um, like I said, which what they choose to do with their kid in their home is their business. Right. Um, let us know how you feel. Do you think you should let your kids use curse words? Um, at home, how do you feel about it? Let us know. Oh gosh, this guy. <laughs> you know, I tried to give Kanye the benefit of the doubt. I really did. I really tried when he did the first interview with TMZ and the whole slavery being a choice thing. Now, I I didn't even watch any of the coverage that he had with the meeting with Donald Trump. I've seen one little clip where he said that him wearing the uh, Make America Great Again hat made him feel like a superhero. Like... (sighs) I mean, I I don't know. I've been thinking about this situation, like how I really feel, and I feel like we can't really be mad at who people support. True. If that's who he wants to support, whatever. Yeah. But then on the other hand, I feel like he's being ignorant. Yeah. So it's just like, are you really ignorant or are you really going crazy? Because I can't tell the difference at this point. Yeah. I I agree. We cannot be mad that Kanye is exercising his right to choose 
whatever he wants to choose. So if mm-hmm. that's supporting Donald Trump, we cannot be mad at that. Mm-hmm. We don't have to agree with it, but we wouldn't want somebody to take a choice away from us. So on that hand, I understand it. But as I got to thinking about it more, the side that you're choosing, what it represents is a problem for mm-hmm. me. And you have children, you have a son who is half black, daughters who are half black. And we see in the media what Donald Trump is doing when it comes to minorities. Um, And I just don't understand how you could support that. Mm -hmm. You know, his um, treatment of women and the whole thing with the border and... uh, I just don't understand how you can support that. I agree with Kanye in the interview that he did um, with, I think it's 107.5 in Chicago, Mm -hmm. that Donald Trump is putting a light to what has already been going on behind the scenes. You know what I mean? Just It just wasn't as um, open with Mm -hmm. other presidents. But still at the same time, I feel like Donald Trump has shown the world where he stands in all of this. And it's not on the side of right. So I just, I don't understand why you would support that. That's what I don't get. And I don't remember what I was watching, but they was talking about, they wonder how it's like in their home. Because does Kim support him? Because Kim kind of stays silent. She's Mm -hmm. doing her thing as far as um, getting the prisoners out of jail, which is commendable. Total respect to her for that. It, it kind of makes you wonder what they talk about in the privacy of their home. If she thinks that he's doing something wrong, but she supports him, of course, because that's her husband, mm-hmm. or if she agrees with him. I don't know. I just think that it's definitely detrimental to the people to have such a big person like Kanye stand with Donald Trump. And my thing is, if you are for him and you voted for him, that's fine. Why are you doing all of this publicly? Like, all right. And that's what... I I sit and I be when I do think about it I try to think about is he doing this because he wants people to talk about him he wants people to still feel like he's relevant right he wants the album sales but you pushing it that's what I'm saying that's why I'm like I don't know if he's really batshit crazy or if he's just being just stupid and ignorant I can't tell I can't tell you're pushing it when he did the um interview in Chicago he sound like he was in a good state of mind. Like, you know, I think he kind of built everybody up just to let them back down again because he's like, you know, I'm moving back to Chicago. I need to get my people around me that I had in the beginning that, you know, can stop me from doing this crazy shit that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Then you go and tell this man that he makes you feel like Superman. Like, okay. I, I, I don't know. Donald Trump is not a good figure to yeah. be looking up to at this point. Like, yeah. No. I I don't know. Kanye gonna Kanye, so. Let him be. Yeah, basically. What's the next thing we got on the list? It says, <laughs> what's a way you reach out to your friends when they're going through it? And how do you check on your strong friend? Mm. I feel like I try to make it a point just to um, text my friends and say, how are you doing? 
Mm-hmm. Um, we usually, you know, it'll be something that we post on Instagram or something like that. And sometimes we'll have a conversation in the DM or it'll be a text. Uh, I don't think any of my friends like myself are big on talking on the phone. Mm-hmm. But I'll usually send a text and just say how, you know, how are you doing? I probably don't really do it as often as I should. And the reason why I say that is because I have a friend and we we talk. But I recently talked to her and she's dealing with some things that I didn't know was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, which kind of made me feel bad because I feel like I should know. You know what I mean? But then I also don't want to overstep my boundaries. Because some people just aren't open to talking about their problems, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I think that how you doing is always good because it opens up the opportunity for a conversation if you are dealing with something. Mm-hmm. Um, I know on Facebook, you know, yesterday I had posted something about just how, like, lately I've just kind of been, like, in a depressed mood. Like, I've been feeling, like, depressed and I didn't want to give much energy to that and I'm sure a lot of my friends didn't know mm-hmm. because I'm not the most vocal when it comes to like whatever I'm dealing with I just like to deal with it by myself mm-hmm. so I, I don't know I feel like I don't know do you feel like the strong friend I don't think I'm necessarily the strong friend because I have a lot of weak moments but yeah. sometimes I do have I do feel like I'm always that one trying to lift other people up. Mm-hmm. Um, so in a way, I feel like I am. But um, I definitely feel like I have I have friends that are way stronger than me emotionally. So, yeah. um, and I agree with you that I don't reach out as much as I should. I feel like I have some relationships that kind of died off just off the simple fact that I don't really like to talk or like when I'm going through my shit and I'm going through the motions, I kind of just stay to myself and then I get so comfortable with with being by myself that I just don't even take the time to even check up on people. So, yeah. And, but, and I, I feel like my closest friends are the same way. So it doesn't really bother us. Yeah. Like, or we don't get offended or be like, damn, I haven't talked to her in three weeks. We're not friends no more. We don't get offended because <laughs> we know, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Ain't shit change around here. So, um, so that's another thing that makes it so easy. Like, for me so for other people it's just like if I talk to you I just don't fucking talk to you like and if you get offended you just fucking get offended because I have friends who know not to get offended so I don't know I but with my friends though I kind of do the same hey how you doing what's going on text them I hope you're having a good day and that just opens the floor for them to be like yeah it's not a good day here's why um so I think that's the best you can do, just yeah. to show people that you care, you're thinking about them, and want to make sure they're good, um, and just being there and supporting them. Yeah, that's really all you can really do. Yeah, I don't think I don't. I think amongst my group of friends, I don't think any of us view the other as like the strong friend. I think we all kind of know like our struggles and what we're dealing with. So I don't think anyone looks. Um, at the other like oh that's the strong one who never goes through anything right but i feel like social media i feel like people think that i'm the strong person like i think when i put that post up yesterday everybody was like kind of shocked that i put something up like that because i i'm typically never like 
saying anything about any kind of depression or any kind of bad energy. Um, and it's funny because <laughs> the other week when we was in here, Kanata was like, are you okay? He was like, you've been putting stuff <laughs> lately. And I'm like, I think I'm depressed. Like, yeah. So I think to the outside world, like we might come off or I might come off like the person that just never goes through anything or like I have it figured yeah. out and I don't. <laughs> I be talking my shit all the time. All the time. And I know when I get in those depressive states, I just have to get off social media. Yeah. Because... And even even you getting on social media and seeing other people be down or talking crazy, it can trigger you. Yeah. So sometimes it's good to just take a break. That's why I don't have Twitter. Yeah. So because Twitter is a trigger for me. <laughs> <laughs> it is definitely a trigger. So I stay away. I know usually when I do log on to the Twitter page or my personal Twitter page, I just get off because I see something immediately that just makes me angry something yeah. crazy that somebody done said and I'm just like you know what nope and you I'm be wanting to put in your two cents yep <laughs> <laughs> not you bring it. your mood down nope Mm-mm. I had like Facebook is the same way sometimes like people just be I follow a couple people and it's just like <clears throat> like you're so negative so negative and I should just unfollow them but sometimes you kind of get a laugh out of people yeah. sometimes so I haven't unfollowed them but i had to check out of facebook for a while too because facebook is too much sometimes instagram i really i get on instagram to search for like stuff for the show for yeah. real i really don't get on instagram too much unless i just post something on my story or yeah. post a pic so but i definitely feel like social media can definitely trigger some shit and then i think because i'm about to turn 30 i think that's part of my depression too which I thought I was excited about it, but now <laughs> I heard life gets better after thirty. That's what I. Th- <laughs> I've been saying that like, oh, I can't wait for thirty. Thirty's gonna be so much better, and as it's slowly approaching, I'm like, I think what I hate about getting older is knowing that I'm getting older and my life is kind of like slowly moving this you know it hasn't really taken off yeah to where I needed to be and I think that it it lets me down yeah but then again it's like everybody like you're still young you'll be but it's just like tomorrow ain't promised you know what I'm saying like I need shit to be rolling so I don't know that's the only thing I hate about getting older and actually being old but yeah it's so funny because I was talking to this lady that works at my job and it goes back to what we were saying last week like you're never going to be in complete control like you just have to kind of just remember to just remain happy because she was telling me that she's having some car issues which is causing her problems getting back and forth to work and she she's actually she works in the cafeteria and she does the security at night at the same at my building mm-hmm. so um because it was just easier as far as getting back and forth to work and she was like you know i'm in my 40s and i thought by now life would have came together mm-hmm. for me and i was just like damn so i'm gonna be struggling when i'm 40 <laughs> like, <laughs> don't that is that sounds depressing <laughs> like it sucks and, and, and it's like we set these expectations for ourselves at such a young age and then we look up and that age is there and we're like god damn life is not how I, I pictured thought it, would be. it yeah, yeah. I think that's part of my issue too I'm, I'm thinking like everything that I wanted to complete by the time I was 30 and I have gotten some of it achieved and then other stuff yeah. just isn't there and it's so funny because me and my friend we'd be talking about this and I'm like you know Pretty much every other area of my life is cool except for relationships. But 
I'm not I really don't want to get into that. But right. like it that's probably a lot of people's issue is like relationships. I've been able to piece together everything else and, you know, make things right in every other part of my life, but I just can't get a hold on that. Yeah. But then again, I feel like, too, another thing, like, when you're going through that phase, it's important not to be on social media because you can look at somebody else and be like, they have, like, they got the husband, they got the kid. But even though they may have that, there may be, they could be looking at you and be wanting something that you have. Like, I don't think people are ever completely happy because they see all these other people traveling and got money and doing all this and that. But you don't know what's going on behind closed doors, so... Side note, where where do y'all work where y'all get all this time off to take trips? Please let me know. <laughs> I just want to know, are they hiring? <laughs> I will send you my resume. Because even if you, I, I've been trying to figure it out, because even if you have the money to travel, where are you getting all this PTO to travel? Listen. Or do you not work a normal nine to five job like me? Like, I'm I was thinking about my PTO was going to be next year. I'm like, it really ain't that much. It's like a week. Maybe two. And then my job with this fucking long ass probation period, I'm not going to be doing shit to like spring. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I literally, I plan my trips to be majority of the trip is on the weekend. So I can either take a Friday off or a Monday off. So that way it's and not And then it's only a couple time. days, and a couple days really ain't that long. Yeah. And I was thinking, like, my birthday, I think this year is on a Wednesday. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to just take a trip after my birthday because I'm not taking off Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So <laughs> we're, just please tell me, where are y'all working? <laughs> and if they are hiring, I <laughs> just need to know. Please. <laughs> it's funny, back to the whole relationship thing. I was watching um, a clip of Steve Harvey's show, and his wife was on there. And they were talking about how they met. And he was just saying, like, he think that they met at a time, you know, they had both been through some things and they were um, a little older and just tired of playing games. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to just push getting married off until, like, 40. Yeah. Like. (laughs) At this point. (laughs) Because if that's what it's going to take for me to find my person, we both got to go through whatever and get over it. And now we just want to do things differently. I can wait till 40. I'd probably give up on the babies, but 40 would be okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, what's the definite deal breaker for you in a relationship? Uh, um, I was looking at the outline. I was like, mm, I don't know. I was thinking the same. Like, you think you have deal breakers, but then you think about it and you really ain't got And no you think about breakers. all the times you're know, forgiving somebody <laughs> for the same shit 50 times. <laughs> So is it really a deal breaker? <laughs> That's exactly what like I at this point, and they can have a baby on. I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm gonna give you one more chance. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking the same thing, and I sat and I thought about everything that in my mind seems like would be a deal breaker, and I've probably already went through it. So yeah. it was like, mm, yeah, it's not really a deal breaker. <laughs> but ideally. <laughs> Someone who lies, <laughs> someone who has a baby on you. <laughs> but I mean, I don't want to be a hypocrite. I think we said in the um, group chat, premeditated murder was a deal. Oh, <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> I said no murder at all. I can't even say no felonies because I'm sure I've dated a nigga with a felony. 
But if you murdered somebody, nah, I'm good. Because somebody asked us on the Twitter page yeah. if somebody with a felony was a deal breaker for you. And I answered and I said, well, it depends on what they did yeah. and what they're doing now. And it went into the group chat. And I was like, murder is a no for me. And Lynn was like, ah. <laughs> it's not a strong no for me. She said, what if it's self-defense? And I said, niggas claim self-defense all the all time. time. And I think we all agreed that if you just shoot a nigga... For no reason, like that's a deal breaker. You're a fucking psycho. Cause you'll <laughs> shoot me. No. Yeah, premeditated murder is a deal breaker for me. Murder period is uh, a deal breaker. <laughs> but um, we gave scenarios. No, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Hell no. You might have some PTSD. <laughs> you might nope. I'm good. <laughs> I meant to tell Kanata that I watched the sinners and this lady, like, I don't never mind. I don't want to give it up. I don't want to tell about the show, but it just reminded me what's the show about basically this lady randomly killed this man while she was at the beach with her family nobody could figure out how she knew the man why she killed him or nothing so basically they had to um it's only one season so the whole season they're trying to trigger her memory to remember like how she knows this man and what made her attack him it's so good it's really good. I'm so behind on all my shows. I don't even know if I could pick up another I show. I know. That's what I've been saying, too. I've been watching Empire. I just want to know who's going to die. I'm just... I stopped watching Empire. I'm still watching it. They I need to kill everybody off because I'm tired of them. I I honestly think it's going to be Cookie or Jamal. Really? Yep. Uh, I honestly, I think they're going to go with something that nobody's expecting. Yeah. Because the most likely character would probably be Andre. And I feel like people could probably continue the show without Hakeem. But I feel like it's going to be Cookie or Jamal. Um, funny that you said that about that show because I had seen something on Facebook. It's some kind of condition, but it's normal where you think of like some crazy shit in your head. Like mm-hmm. I think the example was, "What if I drop this baby? What the fuck will happen?" <laughs> <What's the example? laughs> Yo, I be having thoughts like that. <laughs> That's so creepy. That was the example. Like you're holding a baby and you just think to yourself, "What the fuck will happen if I drop this baby right now?" <laughs> And the thread was like that. No, that's actually normal for you to think weird scenarios like that. And then all these people start commenting like, yeah, I'll be driving with friends in the car. And I'll be thinking like, what if I just drive off this bridge? Right. (laughs) (laughs) It's not funny, but it is like, and then you be having to question yourself like, damn, I'm not crazy. I started thinking about like what is some weird shit that I then thought about in my head. Yeah, and some girl was like, I used to think it was like the devil on my shoulder talking <laughs> to me. Like, y'all are weird. <sighs> but I, I can't think of nothing. I'm sure I didn't thought of some weird shit because my mind just always goes to the worst case mm-hmm. thing anyway. So I'm sure I didn't thought of some crazy shit. Like that's funny. I don't know, but they said it's a normal thing. I I don't remember what they said it was called, but it's a normal um thing. Um Okay, so I have I have a question. We were talking about this in the car. So <laughs> if you're texting someone that you um I'm assuming just met, I seen this on social media, the girl had said that she was texting a guy and she asked him what he liked and he gave an answer, you know, saying that he likes just a generic answer. He likes, you know, movies, museums, dot, 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 sex. LOL was his response. So was he wrong for saying that 
he likes to have yes <laughs> and not necessarily that he's wrong but it what was the point yeah we know you like sex nigga you're a nigga for one <laughs> you're a human being everybody likes to have sex like nobody needed to know that it's a given <laughs> you're stating the obvious yeah it's just weird and that would have been a turn off for me yeah I don't think she was wrong. I commented. I was like, you know, I really have to laugh to keep from crying because this is the dating world in 2018. I It was pointless to say that that was a given. So pointless. And it, I think it just implies that that's kind of what you're after. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, why? 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 That's all I can say. Why? What was your point? I have no idea. People are weird. So I don't know how you say her name. Is it Melania? Trump? I don't fucking know. Okay, well, Donald Trump's wife, <laughs> she um did a press conference, and I don't really know what she was talking about. I don't keep up with them, but in the conference, she said, when it comes to the Me Too movement, women need to have really hard evidence um when they come out and say that they have been sexually assaulted. And she said that we need to also be supportive of men that come out and say that they have been sexually assaulted or in uncomfortable situations or whatever the case may be. Um, You know, I don't disagree with her. And I I feel like because she's Donald Trump's wife, people, I really didn't look at the comments to see what people were saying. The one comment Mm -hmm. that did pop up, people were agreeing with her. But I feel like she made a point about having really hard evidence when you come out and say that someone has assaulted you mm-hmm. or attempted to. Mm-hmm. Just because I feel like one, it's not, it shouldn't be right for a woman just to come out and say, this person raped me or whatever the case may be, because we do know that there are some women out there who lie about that. Um, but then I'm thinking, like, what kind of evidence could you possibly have? You know what I mean? Outside of physical evidence, which is why I kind of didn't agree with what she said, too. Mm-hmm. But it makes sense. Like, I feel like in a world in which we live where it's so black and white, I do feel like you need to have some kind of evidence. Um, I kind of agree as well. Um, But... I mean, I agree because I know there's plenty of stories where people have been lying. But also, what about those cases when people don't have evidence? But it's true. We right. shouldn't say, I don't believe you because you don't have evidence. Right. But, I mean, I do agree. Um, and I agree as far as men. I feel like men and women need to get the same treatment. And I feel like men aren't taken seriously when it comes to stuff like that. And I think we should take them serious because it happens to them too. I agree. I definitely think that... Um, People should get out of their head. Um, a man can't be raped. Um, I, I actually think that that's a foolish thought to have, uh, which is probably why a lot of men don't come forward because in their mind, they probably have to question whether or not it was what it was. Just like we have to, you know, right. we sit and think about it. Um, it, whether or not you were raped or assaulted or if, you were harassed or whatever the case may be. So I definitely think that we need to be supportive of the men who come out with their allegations. Um, I think they're calling it him too. I don't think they're calling I don't think they're part of the me too. 
I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I agree with her. I feel like, like I said, I feel like sometimes she does say some things that make sense and people just don't agree because she's Donald Trump's wife. Yeah, they can fuck off. <laughs> so, next thing, how do you deal with hurt? Uh, and the things that have held you back from loving people <clears throat> correctly. That's really good. This makes um, me think about church today. How do I deal with hurt? I feel like I don't I don't have a correct way mm-hmm. with dealing with my hurt. I think what I usually do is I let the frustration build up. I silence myself. I separate myself from people. So I haven't really found a good and healthy way to deal with my hurt. Um, what was the second part? Oh, what has held you back? I think what has held me back is just different situations and trauma that I've dealt with as a child. Um, and I know we did a daddy daddy's issues episode in the beginning. Um, and it made me think about that because I feel like I still have hurt from that situation to where, like, I don't know how to let someone love me mm-hmm. the right way. And I can't let people the right way because every little thing a, a person does, it triggers me mm-hmm. because of that. And my anger problems just aren't controllable because once you trigger me it's just a wrap from there and mm-hmm. I don't know how to deal with it because I haven't dealt with it from my dad or maybe a man that I've dealt with from my past so yeah it's hard like and I feel like that that gets in the way of me having a healthy relationship you know it's fine I today will whatever it's Sunday and I went to church today and it was funny because the message, it made me think about you and it made me think about a a few other people and it made me think about some of the things that I'm dealing with myself. But basically, the message was, you know, um, letting go of your history to get to your destiny and basically how your history and your destiny is a constant battle between the two because we don't deal with our stuff. We don't Mm -hmm. deal with our issues. And Pastor, he was talking about, um, you know, Putting the pieces together, you know, he mentioned being molested at five years old up until I think he said 16 and how that played a part in how he showed emotion towards women that he could have sex with no emotional attachment well into adulthood Mm -hmm. and thought that that was okay. So he was like, you know, I never really dealt with my issues and it was preventing me from getting to my destiny. And, um... I think for me, when I'm hurt, I shut down. Mm-hmm. Like, even if I open up and tell somebody you hurt me, like, I probably won't ever be the same with them again. Yes. Yeah. Like, part, like one year, my birthday falls on Thanksgiving sometimes. And one year, my birthday was, like, the day before Thanksgiving or the day after Thanksgiving, something like that. Mm-hmm. And I had put together this whole dinner Mm -hmm. and basically all my friends was like saying they were coming and then they didn't come Mm -hmm. they all like at the last minute was like i can't make it and i was pissed like Mm -hmm. i 
think I ended up going out to eat with my parents. Yeah. And I've never done nothing else again. Like, yeah. I've, like that was it for me. So I completely, like, shut down. Like, yeah. I might still talk to you, but like I said, whatever is involved in that hurt, I'm going to move completely different going mm-hmm. forward. So <laughs> I don't think it's healthy. Um, but I will say I've gotten better with acknowledging that I'm hurt because before I wouldn't even tell somebody that they were hurt, that, that I was yeah. hurt about something. I would just shut down. They don't know why. I wouldn't talk about it. Mm-hmm. So I have gotten better by acknowledging and letting someone know, like, this hurt me. Mm-hmm. Um, damn, I forgot the second question, too. <laughs> uh, things that have held you back from loving people correctly. I think you kind of explained it. Yeah. And I think, for me, I think it's... um more so past relationships mm-hmm. unfortunately because we always say we shouldn't carry our baggage from one relationship to the next relationship but i feel like not Easier all the same than that yeah and I, it's not to say that all of my relationships have been toxic or anything mm-hmm. like that but like the issues that play out in relationships it just kind of adds to the list. So it's like I'm looking for signs of things that I experienced before. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm kind of like closed off to certain things all because you just don't want to go through that again. Right. So and I was talking to one of my guy friends and he was like, are our niggas really that bad? And I was like, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I was like, it's not to say that. It's people. People yeah, are that bad, are but I'm not dealing with women. I'm dealing with men. Right. So, yes, they are that bad. I have countless stories of married men that have tried to talk to my friends, men that think it's okay to cheat, men that, you know, like, it's really that bad. Um, And, and like I said, it's a people thing. I'm not just going to sit here <clears> and say <throat> men are the problem because they're not. But I feel like that's what has stopped me from loving someone correctly or moving forward in the relationship um part of my life it's just old relationships i i agree with that too um i am very closed off like i it takes so much for me to let you in but it takes literally a second for me to cut you off yeah. just because i don't want to keep dealing with the same bullshit it is not fair yeah you, but at the same time it's just like I don't know. Like I, I'd rather protect myself than you. So that's if I have to choose me, I'm gonna choose. If I have to choose between us, I'm choosing me. So I'd rather protect myself. Yeah. And not saying that that is healthy, but <laughs> just that it's what it is for yeah. now until I learn how to move differently. But I'm always gonna choose me. Yeah. Because I don't have time for the bullshit. And and you know what? Being all the way real about it, I I don't feel like. I've came across a person, a man, yet that has loved me correctly. That's true. And I also was thinking this morning, like, I've never, I'm not going to say never, but at the time that I've been dating, I would say that I've never met a man who would who wants to step up and be a man. And when I say be a man is taking accountability like being respectful and just you know what I'm saying like these men they just 
I feel like they cause more hurt and pain for women because they just make you feel wrong for everything that you do. Like, yeah. it is not fair. Own up to your part. I'm not saying that she's not wrong, but own up to your shit. Yeah. Stop putting all the blame on one person. Like, that. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm not trying to men bash either, so I want to <laughs> shut up. But at the same time, it's like, I really need y'all to be the man that y'all want to be treated like. And that starts with taking accountability for your shit. Yeah. It's that simple. Like, I'm tired of preaching about fucking accountability at this point. <laughs> like, we're old. We're too old for this shit. Yeah. And, I, you know, I let me step back on what I said. I have, I have met and I have been in relationships with people that have been great to me. Uh-huh. They have loved me. And... Attempted to take the time to get to know Brandy, mm-hmm. everything that comes with Brandy. But when I say I feel like I haven't met a man that has loved me correctly up until this point, I mean, and it's what I said, I think, on the episode with Lawrence. I don't want to have to go through all of the bullshit for you to then realize I love you. I right. want to treat you right. I want to move forward. I want to build with you. Do that while you have someone. Because me, once I leave, like I said, the hurt is there and I'm not going to move the same forward. It is a struggle to get to a point where it's like, okay, I have completely let it go and we can move forward. So hard. It's hard. So that's my issue. And like I said, I don't know if I said this on the show or not, but since we started doing this podcast Every guy that we've had on this episode, every male that we've ever interacted with involving this podcast that has been on the show, it's the same thing. When they know they got a good woman, they get it right. Just like Norm said, all his, all his wife had to do was say, I'm not going to be a part of this. You, you texting her, cool, but I'm not going to deal with this. That was it for him. Mm-hmm. The whole thing with Steve Harvey was the same thing. <laughs> like, when you know, you know. So, it's like, I'm not about to sit here to, you know, keep doing it back and forth with niggas. Because exactly. if you wanted to get it right, you would get exactly. it right. Exactly. And then when you and then when you don't want to deal with the shit is, I said this on the men versus women. All the niggas was looking at me like I was crazy. <laughs> you ain't loyal. You, <laughs> you ain't loyal. You ain't sticking out. It's true. It's true. They be looking at you like you batshit crazy. <laughs> but if you wanted to do that, you would fucking do it, bro. Like the same, the same, and the same goes for women. If I wanted to do it, I do would it. do it. You know exactly. what I mean? And somebody had got on me because I had put something on my story a while back, and I was like, "Indecision is a decision." Point blank. Period. If I don't know, I shouldn't be doing it. When it comes to relationships, jobs, whatever the case may be, if I'm unsure about you, you ain't it, bruh. And the guy was like, well, it's tricky, da-da-da-da-da. And it was one of the things I said at the beginning of the show last week. It's one of the things where you just got to be like, okay, I agree. Like, I'm not and, even going to go back and forth with you about it. And it can be tricky because sometimes you don't fucking you know. You don't know. Yeah. But then with that other person's like, I don't want to deal with this. I'm out. That is, they have every right to. Yep. Don't wait around for somebody that's unsure. I, I had that conversation with someone like, look, I this is all I got to offer right now. I'm not expecting you to wait. Mm-hmm. I'm not expecting you to stay. But I'm being honest about what I'm able to give you right now. Right. 
if you want something different, I can't do nothing but respect that. And I wish everybody would move like that. Just everybody. Be honest. Like, I don't know. Well, I've seen these two tweets, and I just wanted to read them. If you have something to say, you can, but I just want to read them. So the first one says, It just occurred to me that many people are actually afraid to heal because their entire identity is centered around the trauma they've experienced. They have no idea what who they are outside of the trauma and the unknown can be terrifying. That's very true. And the second one says the reason why so many potential relationships fail is because people are broken yet still trying to date. Healing requires isolation and most people haven't conquered the battle of being alone. That's so crazy. Both of those is like what they were talking about in church today. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. Like how isolation is needed sometimes it although it can be negative it's positive because you're able to see things more clearly when you don't have other people's opinions and other ideas in your head you get that time to just reflect like isolation can be a good thing but i agree i agree with both of those um but again like my pastor was saying in church today like in order to get to your destiny all of those things that you know you want all of those that beautiful ending that you want and whatever it is, your job, your kids, your relationship, your mm-hmm. marriage, whatever, you got to deal with your stuff. You do. Yeah. Or, and when you, if you are trying to be honest about your shit, cause you might have somebody that wants to help you through that. Yeah. But you got to recognize the shit to begin with. Cause I know for me, I was dating as a, a younger, a teenager, then getting into adulthood. And I didn't even know I had all these fucking issues. Yeah. Not realizing that I probably was, I caused a lot of the shit that I was going through because I didn't know. Yeah. I feel the same way. I I hate that it's taken almost 30 years. <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> to figure it out. But I feel the same way, which is why, again, like, you know, recapping on our year anniversary, like, just last year is when I started to get to a place where it's like, okay, you have a problem, like, in these different areas, and you need to correct it. And it's like I'm still in that progressive state of, like, getting right with myself and getting mm-hmm. right with God and then trying to pursue a relationship. Like, I I was saying that to someone, like, I don't think I would be good for anyone in a relationship right now because I'm trying to fix myself. You yeah. know what I mean? So. And it's like any kind of disruption to my peace is just like, can't do it. Yeah, it drives you fucking nuts. Yeah. So I don't know, guys. Like I said, we all got to fix our stuff. And we were not man bashing. I love you guys. <laughs> just, you know, sometimes it could be yeah, a little gray gray. Too much. <laughs> but we giving y'all, what, 54, 55 minute episode. So I think. That is sufficient for this week. <laughs> yep. Um, I just wanted to give a few reminders. Take control of your safety, which is a community summit discussing a lot of different topics. Domestic violence, human trafficking, kidnappings, all the crazy things you keep hearing about in the city about women being um, potentially kidnapped. We have Darnell Jennings here and Ashley from Impact Safety. And they're just going to kind of just give us a quick overview of what you know, safety means to them and the changes that they want to see in the community. So I will let Darnell introduce himself and just, you know, tell the listeners why this is important to you. This is your event. We're just hosting. How you doing? This is <laughs> Darnell Jennings with Dreamers for Success. 
Have you really thought about public safety and what it means to you? Do you got a strategy or any tactics prepared for if a intruder or an attacker or a dub D ever came at you? These are just things that we want to start getting people aware of in the community. So actually think about it. Have you ever really took time to take control of your safety? Well, actually, that's a good question. Um, I'm Ashley from Impact Safety, and yes, I have taken control. I have actually become an empowered self-defense instructor where we do teach techniques to physically, emotionally, and mentally protect yourself. Okay. Well, we are excited <laughs> to have you guys come on the 21st. Um, for me, I, I like I said, things like walking to your car with your headphones in, um, paying more attention to your cell phone. We talked about it on our show are all things that could potentially cause someone to try to kidnap you. Um, just being aware of your surroundings, ladies not going to go get gas late at night or you know out walking late at night even leaving the club things that we do on a normal basis could bring harm our way so that's what this event is about just bringing awareness to women and men in the community of the threats that are out there um I don't know, Daria, what do you feel like I feel like you said everything <laughs> the only thing that you didn't say was just not trying not to go too many places by yourself yeah. Like make sure you have somebody with you or somebody knows where you're no, going. Yeah. At your location. Definitely. So again, let everybody know, Ashley and Darnell, where the event is going to be, what time it is, and where they can register. You can register right now on eventbrite.com. The event is called Dreamers for Success Presents Take Control of Your Safety. As well as you can pull up to the event. We're gonna be at 415 East Broad Street at Event Studio. So please come out. The event is from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. And it's open to all the community and it's a free event. Yes, please bring friends. We definitely want everyone in the community to definitely uh, take control of their power and understand what safety means to them, not only for themselves, but for the individuals in their surroundings. See you guys on Sunday. Bye.